Dear Claude, <laughs> I understand the irony. I'm writing you a letter about letters. I've read so many now. Some have addresses to places that don't exist. Some are written to families and friends, others to written to no one, no one at all. They, they follow the same thing, the, the same pattern. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know who else to talk to. I don't know what I can do next. I don't even know where I'm sending this. Every one of them says something like that. Did they know? Did they know somehow deep down inside that these letters were going to be reaching an old woman in the middle of New Mexico? Wait. Wait. Um, I have to check something. I've checked the envelopes down to the oldest one I could find. So, some are too old, but most have return addresses. Some have the postmark. The, the furthest I could find, the furthest I can find right now is Pueblo, Colorado, Ciudad Juarez to the south, to the east, to the east, Amarillo, Texas to the west, Flagstaff, Arizona, and so many places in between. What in the hell is going on? Here's the thing, Claude. Thousands of letters, and none of them are about regular day-to-day -day things. Just every letter that I've ever written has been so mundane. No Sarah, plain and tall. Just uh, they're things about people that don't... People finding things that don't make sense in their lives. Creatures, uh, monsters, dead relatives. Things. Like I said, I don't know what the hell is going on. I've enclosed a few of these letters. I, I hope you can help me understand. I, I know it's strange to send them to you. But just like the people in the letters, I don't know what else to do. Dear Denise, I have covered up all the mirrors in the house, but they're still watching me. Only at one time of day. Only right when the sun is setting. Uh, you know, but its light is still filling the sky. One second, everything is normal. The next second, someone's there. Just an outline. Just a memory of a person looking at me. Some with malice, some with love, some with indifference. Every style of clothing, some as recent as the 1990s. Who are they? The mirrors. Even the ones in the bathroom are mine. I brought them with me when I moved. Denise. I have come to the realization that they live in the walls. People I have invited over, people I trust, they see them too, the same people, even when I'm not home. So this isn't just me. It, it isn't just me. They're in the walls. I'm not sure what to say. I can't move. I really don't want to move. I don't want you to think this is just in my head. Everyone I have invited over. The ones that I trust, they see them too. The same people that I see. For the time being, I'm going to keep covering the mirrors. I'll only use them when I have to. I'm sorry to keep bothering you, but I don't know who else to tell. With love, Tanya. Dear Mel, I know it's been a long time since we've spoken. I don't want you to think that I'm doing this lightly, but I need you to know. I need you to know what I saw. I'm going to have to beg you to sit down. Do whatever you need to do to prepare yourself. Because after you read this, 
You're either going to think that I'm insane, or you're going to know that I am telling the truth. I am telling the truth. The last time I saw you was at your father's funeral. I made the mistake of speaking my mind and, and saying that I was glad he was dead. He, he was an evil man, with a soul of piss, and the world is better without him. The last time I saw you was when we put him in the ground. But, but I saw him. I saw your father walking through the streets of Bloomfield, looking like the last time I saw him alive, with that twisted lemony look on his face. He was wearing the clothes we buried him in. I don't think I've ever been so angry. He did everything he did while he was alive. He was the worst man I have ever met. He doesn't get to come back. He doesn't get another chance. Better people have died. Better people deserve to come back and be loved, breathe the air. Not him. So I yelled, Hey! Go back to hell! The devil will be missing his dog! And the look became... <laughs> I didn't think he could smile. He walked up to me, just, just looked at me in the eyes and said, Where's Melody? The only thing that was keeping me standing was my hatred of that man. But I was always afraid. I was always afraid of him, too. But I didn't tell him. I didn't. I, I wouldn't. But now, when I look out, out the window of my house, he's, he's there. The wind has blown everything around. It's that kind of spring. But he's standing out there. The only thing that's not moving. And he's smiling at me. I don't know what they mean, these letters. But I'm going to keep reading. Maybe that's what my mom was doing. Maybe she is doing what I'm doing now. Just looking for an answer that might be somewhere in these letters. With love. Tanya. Ron. Reyes. El Campo Santo was recorded in the shadow of the Sandia Mountains in the heart of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Today's live episode was recorded at B. Rupees in Barelas, New Mexico. We are a production of Blackout Theater Company made possible with a generous grant from the city of Albuquerque's cultural affairs. Special thanks to the students of Central New Mexico Community College and the members of Cutthroat Improv for helping with today's performance. If you're interested in learning more about Blackout Theater Company, check out our website at blackouttheater.com.